As the Silicon Valley bank meltdown starts to cool across the Atlantic, major European banks are starting to see alarms flashing red. Credit Suisse stock price dropped 30% on Wednesday. The bank says that it has enough money, but a Bloomberg interview with the head of the Saudi National Bank at an investor conference on Wednesday spooked markets. SNB is one of Credit Suisse's biggest shareholders, and chairman Anmar al-Khudairi said it could not buy more than 9.9% of the Swiss firm due to regulatory issues. That sparked a sell-off, and Credit Suisse took a $53 billion loan from Swiss National Bank to try to calm investors' nerves. Credit Suisse has seen outflows of cash in recent months following sanctions, busting scandals, and on Tuesday, its own annual review detailed, quote, material weaknesses in its financial reporting practices. For more on this now, let's go to Russ Mould in London. He's investment director at AJ Bell. Russ, thank you very much for being with us today. So Credit Suisse problems are relatively unique, right? They were related to multiple scandals over the years, and those included corporate espionage, but also tax evasion. Uh, that shouldn't create too much uh, panic and contagion within uh, the banking sector. No, I mean, Credit Suisse has been an extremely badly run bank uh, by the admission of the new management team who are now embarking upon a big restructuring. So in that respect, yes, the problems are unique to the Swiss bank, but there are one or two similarities to Silicon Valley Bank in that, that some of its customers and depositors have been looking to withdraw money because they're concerned over its performance. And there are also questions being asked about the value of its assets, given like Silicon Valley Bank analysts think they may be sat on some unrealized losses on some of its government bonds, although perhaps not to, not to the same degree. So there are some similarities there, and that's what's been spooking markets. Right, Russ, and all of this a few days before uh, the Fed's next meeting. Do you expect the Fed at this point not to raise rates next week and uh, perhaps for the foreseeable future? It's a really good question. I've just had a look at just before we came on air, Ludovica, and at the moment the markets are expecting no change in US policy now next Wednesday, uh, leaving it unchanged about four and three quarter percent, and then interest rate cuts in the second half of the year down to four percent to show what a difficult job the central bank has in juggling inflation, the economy, and keeping set financial markets happy all at the same time. Right, and Russ, all this domino effect we have seen after SVB, uh, after this uh, happened yesterday, to what extent is this really related to higher rates uh, for longer? And I guess the fragility of the entire market at this point. We've had a very rapid uh, increase rate increase over the last 12 months. I think some people will start to ask, actually, perhaps the problem isn't the rapid rate of increases, but how long money was kept cheap and effectively free in the preceding decade or so. You could say there were very good reasons for that great financial crisis, European debt crisis, COVID, but money was kept cheap for a very long time. There was lots of liquidity injected into the system. And once money is free and there's no cost associated with it, people take lots of risks and do stupid things with it. And now we're perhaps spanning out the cost of that. Right. And let's see if you are right, uh, Russ, next week will be a very difficult week for markets. Thank you very much for your analysis. Thank you. And now let's go to other top stories from around the world. New Zealand's economy has unexpectedly shrunk in the fourth quarter, putting pressure on the central bank to stop hiking interest rates. GDP contracted 0.6%, following a 1.7% growth seen in the third quarter. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand and the Treasury both forecast the country would enter into a recession in the second quarter of this year. A record 7.7 .7 million people applied for more than 200,000 available government jobs this year in China. Applicants must take a civil service exam, as government jobs are typically considered stable and prestigious. Youth unemployment has hit over 18% in China this year, with the government recently announcing sweeping job cuts within the central government.
and Richard Branson's Virgin Orbit has paused all operations for a week as it looks to shore up its finances. The satellite launch company came under pressure after its failed attempt to launch the first ever satellite mission from UK soil in January. It's also reportedly following nearly all of its employees, sending its shares down around 33%. And that is all from Business for Now.